Do you find that you're constantly comparing yourself to others? Or do you get jealous when other people get praise or recognition and you don't? Do you find yourself feeling like you have to fight for everything you get? These behaviors and many others come from living life from an orphan heart. That's the focus of today's podcast. Welcome to the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast, brought to you by Restoring the Foundations International. Our desire is to equip you with biblical truth to empower you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. For more, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. Now, here's your podcast. Today's verse is John 14, 18, where Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. Is that good news or what? I'm Lee Whitman. And I want to continue talking about living our Christian life as spiritual orphans. I'm once again taking much of today's podcast from the writings of Jack Frost in his books, Experiencing the Father's Embrace and Spiritual Slavery to Spiritual Sonship. If you've not read both of these books, I highly recommend them to you. I even think my friends at Amazon can get them for you. Today, we're going to look at different characteristics of living as an orphan and compare that mindset to living as a dearly loved son of Father God. These characteristics are not just a mindset, but they're part of a demonically energized stronghold that was released in the Garden of Eden. When God placed Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, his deepest desire was to have relationship with them. So he came to them in the garden every evening and spent time with Adam and Eve. He came to them without an agenda. He simply wanted to spend time with them. Then, under the deception of the snake in the grass, Adam and Eve entered into sin, which changed the world forever. From that one decision to eat the forbidden fruit, Adam and Eve went from being sons of God, and in the Bible, men and women are both called sons, they went from being sons of God to orphans. The pressure to live with an orphan mindset has been passed down to every generation of man since then. And orphan thinking doesn't just happen to those who didn't have parents. The pressure towards orphan thinking began in the garden, and it's been passed down to each and every one of us since then. In a way, it's the fruit of living life in a world that's turned its back on God and decided to do things their own way. You know, we even have songs in honor of orphanness, like, I did it my way. I'm going to walk through a list of 20 characteristics of an orphan. Now, for this podcast, you might want to get the text version so you can look at the teaching notes as well. Let's start with the image of God. Orphans see God as a master, making him do what the master wants. The orphan sees God as harsh and demanding and very hard to please. The son sees God as a loving father who is pleased with him as his dearly loved son. So what is the view of our position in life? An orphan sees themselves as a slave or a servant trying to appease their master. Life becomes about what he is to do. He has to be a human doing instead of being a human being. The son sees himself as a dearly loved son or daughter of Father God, whose deepest desire is to experience intimacy with his father. Now, who are we dependent upon? The orphan is dependent upon themselves, or 
you might say they're independent and self-reliant. If it's going to be, it's up to me, is kind of their mantra. The orphan needs to be convinced that something is in his self-interest before he does it. The son is dependent on Father God and interdependent on others in the family of God. The son is submission is in submission to the leadership of Father God. The son is also motivated by love to do everything the father asks, since there is no fear in love. So the theology that we each adhere to, the orphan has a love of the law because it tells him what to do and gives him a tool to measure his success. The orphan wants a list of rules to follow so that he knows if he's being successful or not. The son is led by the law of love. The greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Being motivated by love, the son willingly does everything asked of him by his father. The ability to feel secure. The orphan is insecure, has no peace, struggles with burdens and anxiety. Since his identity is governed by his behavior, he cannot slow down or rest. He is constantly looking over his shoulder to determine if he is doing enough to measure up. The sun is filled with peace and rest. The sun operates out of a position of rest, knowing that he can't do one single thing to gain more of his father's love and acceptance. How about the need for approval? The orphan seeks the praise of man, which leads to striving and insecurity. The orphan is driven by a need to do more, gain more, become more, so that he does not lose the approval of others. The orphan seeks public recognition. The son rests in the father's acceptance and the fact that he is justified by the grace of God. The son operates from a place of knowing that he has his father's approval simply because he's his son. So when he does something, whether it's good or bad, there's no fear of losing father's approval. How about the motive for service? The orphan is motivated by a need for personal achievement, which causes him to envy other people's successes. If others succeed, then he will not appear as successful. So when he serves, he must receive recognition for his service. For the son, love precedes service. The son's service is motivated by a deep gratitude for being loved and accepted unconditionally by the father. The son can serve without the fear of disapproval of who he is. Father might disapprove of his behavior, but he will never disapprove of him as his son. How about the motive behind Bible reading, prayer, and service for uh, God and others? The orphan does these things out of duty and obligation. These acts are a burden. They're a scorecard to prove what a good Christian he is. For the son, doing these Christian disciplines is a pleasure and a delight done out of the love for the father. The son knows that doing these things creates more fellowship and intimacy with his father, so he gladly does them. Motive for purity. The orphan must be holy. They are driven by an ever-increasing sense of condemnation and shame. So the smallest sin sends the orphan deeper into the pit of despair. The son's deepest desire is to be holy, not because they have to, 
but because they want to experience more fellowship with Father. They don't want anything to hinder their intimacy with Father God. The image of themselves. The orphan compares themselves with others, which really is a form of self-rejection. The orphan compares himself with others to make sure that they are doing enough to measure up. The son, he knows that he is fully loved and accepted, just as he is. Knowing he is fully loved and fully accepted by Father God, the son has no need to compare himself with others. He looks to his father to get his identity, value, and worth. Handling of others' faults. The orphan is quick to bring accusation and expose the fault. This makes them feel better about themselves as they compare themselves to others. The orphan thinks that by bringing others down a notch, that will make them look better. The son, on the other hand, seeks to cover others' faults and to restore them in the spirit of love and gentleness. He treats others as he would want to be treated. The son grieves rather than celebrates the faults of others. How about relationships with other people? The orphan's relationships are characterized by competition, rivalry, and jealousy of others' success and blessing. If others receive promotion or blessing, that means that I will be viewed as less than them. The son values others and is able to rejoice with others' successes and blessings and grieve with them over their failures. The son knows that if others are blessed or succeed, that takes nothing away from them. Experience in life. The orphan experiences bondage. The orphan is in bondage to themselves, to their abilities and talents to make a way for themselves in life. The son experiences liberty because he relies on the abilities of his father, and his father can do anything. Sense of God's presence. For the orphan, God is distant. God is not someone to be known personally and intimately. He is a severe taskmaster to be feared and served. For the son, God is close and intimate. We can call him Abba, Father, which means Daddy. How do we express love to others? The orphan has to be guarded, and their love for others is only expressed based on others' performance. The orphan can only give love to those who can do something for them. The orphan needs to get their love need met through other people so that when that doesn't happen, the orphan will move on and find someone that can meet their needs. The son can freely express his love for others because his need for love is being met through relationship with Father God. He can love without needing anything back in return. View of authority. The orphan sees authority as a source of pain given to control them. They are distrustful of authority's desire to do what is best for them. They believe that authority will use them to get what they want, what they need. The son knows that authority is given by God for his blessing and his good. He is honoring and submitted to proper authority. The son can trust his father God to use the authorities in his life for his blessing and protection. View of admonition. The orphan has a hard time receiving admonition because of the distrust of authority. They also believe that leaders are trying to take away from their identity. The orphan believes that leaders' motive is to criticize them, causing the orphan to lose value. 
The son will receive admonition as a blessing, knowing that is that it is needed for him to progress and grow. The son knows that discipline is good for his development in his future. Their vision. The orphan is spiritually ambitious in order to be viewed among the spiritually mature. The orphan has a need to be seen in order for people to recognize him and his achievements. The orphan wants to build their personal kingdom. The son knows that he's privileged to be a representative of Father God, to love the family of God, and to love others. The son lives to experience the love of Father God and to give that love away to the people around him. The son's greatest desire is to build his father's kingdom. View of the future. The orphan has to fight for what they can get. If you get a piece of the pie, that means there's less pie for me. So the orphan can't rejoice if you get a raise or are blessed in some way because that means there's less available for him. The son knows that God has all the pie in the world. He is content in what he receives from Father God and is able to rejoice with those who are blessed. View of comfort. The orphan seeks counterfeit comforts through possessions, people, position, escapes like food, alcohol, and sexual behavior, even through religious activities. The son daily rests and finds comfort in the loving arms of Father God. So if you've recognized that you're plagued by orphan thinking, take heart. There's hope. I want to encourage you to contact our ministry coordinator at healing at restoringthefoundations.org and get an appointment with one of our trained RTF ministers. I wouldn't try to break this stronghold on your own because this thing runs really deep. But RTF ministers know how to get to the root of this issue and to bring God's solution. So, Father God, I thank you as we end this time together that we don't have to live in orphan thinking. That even though it was something that's rampant in the world we live in, Lord, we don't have to live with that. That you have called us to be your sons and your daughters. That you have called us to rest in you, in your provision for us, in your view of who we are, in your view of of how we live this life. Lord, we don't have to be in bondage to orphan thinking. So I just ask right now for anyone that's listening that recognizes some places where they're stuck, where they're they're held back, Lord, give them the courage to reach out and get some help, to not settle, to not put up with orphan thinking, because you've called us to be your sons and daughters. You've called us, uh, put us in a position where we can call you Abba, Daddy, Father God. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us on the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast today. We pray you are blessed and equipped with biblical truth, empowering you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. To learn more about the ministry of Restoring the Foundations International, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.